Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Good evening and welcome. My name is Mr. Ramsey, and tonight I have a collection of true scary cryptid creatures and skinwalker stories. I also want to shout out our first channel member, Creepy Clown Girl. It means a lot and was kind enough to share some of her encounters with us today. So, with that said, let's begin. This happened to my brother and I in the summer of 1995. I was 24 and he was 22. We lived with our mum out in open desert at a place called Whispering Ranch, which was about 10 to 20 miles in any direction from the nearest town. The roads weren't paved, and we did not have electricity or running water. Because of that, we had to haul our water in from town. The only means of light we had were kerosene lanterns and flashlights. One day our mum asked us if we could walk down to our friend John's place and pick up some tools she needed for a project she was going to do the next day. We told her yeah, then headed out across the desert. It took less time because John left about a mile away. There would still be half a mile between us and the road to John's house. So anyway, we get to John's and sit under the shade to drink some water while he goes and gets the tools for our mum. He comes back and gives us the tools. We put them down and decided to stay and visit a little bit because it was scorching. After the sunset, we realised that it got gotten darker. The only means of light that we had was a flashlight. We told him we had to leave, so we grabbed the tools for our mum and said goodbye. We left and started to walk down the road. While walking home, we decided to cut across the desert to get home faster. We got halfway across the desert before it sounded like something was following us. At first, we didn't pay attention to it because out there, it wasn't uncommon to hear an animal at night. The further we walked, the sound of something breathing got closer and closer. My brother stopped and turned to see what was following us. That's when he saw it. Two glowing red eyes staring at us. He tugged my arm, shushing me. He told me to move slowly, be quiet, and don't look back. I didn't listen to him. Turning around, I saw the eyes and screamed. We took off running towards our mums, and that's when it started chasing us. I ended up tripping, hitting my face in the ground. Between the night sky and our light, there was no telling where we were going. When I got up, I saw red eyes and I screamed for my brother. He came back and grabbed me, shoving the flashlight on my hand. We started running again, 
and so did the thing chasing us. By this time, we were scared. There was nothing to protect us from whatever was chasing us. Somehow, for a brief moment, my brother and I got separated. That's when I fell again, rolling over onto my back. I sat up, pointed the flashlight in the direction of the animal. That's when we saw what was chasing us. It was huge. I imagined if it stood, it would be about eight feet tall. It had long, shiny black hair, a snout like a wolf, long, sharp claws, and it smelled like rotten flesh. It snarled at us, looking with its dead, cold eyes. We were scared, frozen in place at the sight in front of us. My brother snapped out of his trance, dragging me up to my feet. We wasted no time running as the creature screeched at us with a horrendous force. The creature pursued us quickly. I could feel its hot breath on the back of my legs. I thought it was going to get me at any second. Just then, the light of a bonfire came into view. We ran towards it, seeing my mum and family members. We collapsed in the front of them, terrified, and for a few minutes, couldn't even talk. They looked at us in confusion, wondering what we were worked up about. When we told them what happened, nobody believed us. They laughed and called us chickens because they thought there was nothing to be afraid of. The next morning, I woke up and went into the kitchen. My mum looked at me, wide-eyed. In a shocked tone, she yells at me. Patricia, come here. What is that in the back of your leg? Confused, I replied. What do you mean, mum? She points to my thigh. Look. On my right thigh are three large scratch marks, almost blood red. Last night during the chase, it must have scratched me. I guess I didn't notice at the time due to the adrenaline rushing through me. Well, needless to say, we never walked out there after dark again. Around two or three years ago, I lived with my grandparents in the backwoods area, mostly known for their bears. I saw these bears several times but never was in serious danger as they would get scared and run off. But there was an encounter that I thought was very strange. In the living room we have a glass sliding door that when you open it immediately enters our backyard that is right in front of the woods. It was a Friday night around 11-12am I would guess and I was laying down on my couch in the living room and watching TV. All was going well until I got a wave of paranoia that washed over me. I felt like someone or something was watching me. I had been diagnosed with paranoia, so I just ignored and told myself it was my brain messing with me. Around 10, maybe 15 minutes later, there's the sound of 5 to 15 knocks on the glass door. I was obviously terrified and went to wake up my mum. She told me that if it happens again, wake her up. So I closed the curtains on the door all the way and laid back down. Around five minutes later, there was yet another series of knocks, this time much longer. I did as my mum told me and woke her up. She woke up my dad and he grabbed his gun and flashlight and went outside to see if there was anything out there. When he came back inside, he said it was probably just a bear or another wild animal. I took his word for it and this time I went and laid down in my parents' room. I know this could have been an animal, but I've always had a bad feeling about the woods and the house itself. 
Another experience I had was when me and my cousin who lived down the street were inside a house that was under construction due to the hurricane that had damaged our town a few months before. When we entered it was around 8 or 9 maybe 10, so it was dark. We had brought our flashlights and we were walking into rooms when my flashlight died. This was before the other experience, so I didn't think much of it or get scared, so I proceeded to head out of the room to find my cousins. When I was leaving the room, I noticed a pair of white glowing orbs. I ran out of the room scared and met back up with my cousins. I told them about what happened and they said it was most likely a wild animal, so I shrugged it off and went home. For reference, I am a female and this is something that happened to me about 26 years ago when I was 22 and living with my mom and stepdad in a small community known as Juniper Wood Ranch which sat just outside of a small town in Arizona. Juniper Ridge Ranch got its name from the juniper trees that enveloped the landscape of the community. The roads at the time were unpaved and rough in certain spots, and when it rained it was extremely difficult to get in or out because the creeks would flood in the red clay. Anyway, one day my friend Marlin, who lived about two miles further up from where we lived, came over and asked me if I wanted to spend the weekend with her at her place, and if I wanted to go to Jerome with her the next day. I said yeah, that sounds like fun. So I packed up some things and we got into her truck and drove off towards her house. Now the further you get back into Juniper Woods, the more isolated and scarce the population becomes, and now you are surrounded by nothing but trees and silence. We got to her house and I settled in and we began to talk about different things that girls talk about. Later that evening, as she was cooking dinner, I decided I would go and explore around her property, just enjoy the quiet and the beauty of my surroundings. The whole time I was outside, the air felt heavy and I always felt like something was watching me. I just felt completely uneasy. Well anyway, later we ate dinner and she asked me if I wanted to watch a movie and I said sure thing. So. She asked me if I'd ever seen the movie The Howler, and I told her yeah, I think maybe once. She said great, that's the movie we're watching, and I go cool. She puts the movie in and she goes into the kitchen to make us some popcorn and something to drink, and when she returned she started the movie. We started watching it, and now I remembered why I only watched it once. There's just something about the howling that unnerves me and literally scares me to death. I don't know. Maybe it's the way it invokes almost raw and pure fear inside of me is why I don't watch it. Even to this day, I still have nightmares. Well, after the movie was over, she said, We need to go to sleep. We've got a long and busy day tomorrow. And I said, Okay. And we said goodnight and she went off to her room. Her house had four large windows in her living room and did not have curtains on them. As I laid on the couch, the light from the moon that hung high that night illuminated almost the entire room. Feeling myself dozing off, I rolled over, got comfortable and covered my head. I don't know how long I laid there before I heard this low guttural growl and heavy breathing. Thinking to myself, okay, you just watched a horror movie and your mind is playing tricks on you and I need to stop scaring myself. As I was trying to get comfortable, I heard the noise again. For whatever reason, I took my head out from under the covers and wished to God I hadn't. Standing not but a few feet away, there was something very large, hairy 
and staring at me with human-like eyes and intense anger. I quickly threw the covers back over my head and laid there frozen and shaking, thinking at any time this creature was going to attack me and possibly kill me. Again, I don't know how long I laid there, but it seemed like it had moved closer to me because its breathing and growling sounded closer and I could feel its hot breath on me. The smell was overwhelming, nauseating in fact, and I fought back the urge to throw up. I took my head out from under the covers again, and it had moved closer, and I could just now make out what the creature looked like. The creature had to have stood over seven feet tall, had a head and snout like a wolf and a hair like a wire brush. Its arms were semi-long and it had razor-sharp claws. Its legs looked deformed. They didn't look like they should be able to hold that kind of weight or height. And its teeth. Oh God, its teeth. They were long and yellow. Its mouth was dripping with drool. I tried to let out a scream, but nothing would come out. Frozen and unable to move, I just laid there, staring at whatever the hell this thing was as it stared back at me. I don't know if it was from pure fear, but I must have passed out because the next thing I know, my friend Marilyn is waking me up and telling me that breakfast is done. She stops and looks at me and goes, Are you alright hun? You don't look so good. I couldn't say anything, but what she asked me next terrified me just as much as the creature did. She asked me how I had slept and did I see anything scary last night. I don't know what it was or if it was just my imagination. Was my friend Marilyn a skinwalker? I don't know, because I never went back to stay the night at our house again. I used to stay at my grandparents' house a lot when I was younger. They wanted to help out and such. They owned a 40, 50 acre farm with their house about a quarter mile into the woods. It was summer and we were all going to bed. I always have had trouble falling asleep and was the only one awake and was returning from the bathroom to join my cousin on the top bunk with me in the bottom. The bedroom had one window facing a light post my grandparents had installed. I was just covering myself up when I saw something cast a shadow against the window curtain. Once, then twice, it was fast but I could tell there was something moving outside. I crawl out of bed, hugging the floor, already scared. I was about a foot from the closed curtain with my eye just above the windowsill. I stared out and nothing happened for a few seconds. Then I saw a figure cast a shadow onto the curtain. It looked like a big dog head. A long snout, tall pointed ears. It stopped perfectly centre of the window frame, then slowly turned its head to face me. I froze, but it then raised up a few inch to show its shoulders. I can only describe it as a wolf head on a human body. Then it turned away and moved on. People said I was young, it was only a nightmare. It wasn't, I remember it too vividly. I forgot to mention that this window was about five feet up from the ground. It was my mother's old room as a child and when I asked her if she'd ever saw anything, she paused for several seconds, began to speak, shook her head and stuffed out a note. She knew the folklore and refused to speak and we dropped it, but I knew why she responded that way. Never mention them aloud. I can't explain this, I'm still scared to be alone at night there, even typing this gave me goosebumps. For reference, 
I am a female and this happened to me in the summer of 1984 when I was 13 years old. So anyways, that summer my parents sent me and my twin sister to camp for the summer. For obvious reasons, I will be changing the name of the camp to Camp Up High. Camp Up High is located on Angeles National Forest near Mount Wilson, which is 52 miles from Long Beach, California. Anyways, we get to the camp and are introduced to our camp counsellors and given a tour of the camp. I immediately fell in love with it because it was beautiful, but my twin sister didn't seem too happy. Well anyways, later that night after dinner, the counsellors gathered all of us together around a campfire to tell stories, roast marshmallows and make s'mores. So about a week after getting to camp and during dinner, one of the counsellors named Running Rooster told us that the next day we would be getting up early and going on a hike to another campground where we would spend the night. Getting up next morning and after breakfast, we all went to our cabins and gathered up our camping stuff and met up with counsellors at the snack barn. After the counsellors made sure that we were all there, we started off on our hike. I remember being excited because I had always loved outdoors. Now, mind you, this was during the 80s long before cell phones and social media, so hearing stories about cryptids and skinwalkers and dogmen were unheard of. I remember how beautiful everything was and the smell of fresh pine trees and the sounds of nature echoed around me. I also remember while walking on the trail, a group of trees to my left and hearing a sound that kind of startled me at first, but when I looked I realised it was a group of soldiers on the ground for a training mission. I was standing there watching them. It dawned on me that I was way behind my group, so, in a hurry to get caught up with them, I didn't notice how quiet everything became around me. After crossing a small stream to catch my breath and realising it was too quiet, I kinda started getting scared because I still didn't hear or see my group. That's when I first heard something moving diagonally to the right of me. That's also when I smelled whatever it was. Darting my head to the right, that's when I saw it. It was standing half behind one of the pine trees. In shock and unable to move or scream, I just stood there staring at whatever this creature was. I knew it had to stand at least seven to eight feet tall. All of its body was covered in semi-long brownish hair except for its face. It almost looked human, but its arms were longer than they should have been and its hands were huge. This thing was large and its legs didn't look like it could hold its weight. I remember how god-awful it smelled. I almost puked. After standing there for what seemed like forever, I heard my name being called off in the distance breaking me out of my trance. I took off running towards the group. That's when I realised whatever that was was chasing me. Hearing my name again, I ran even faster because I just wanted to get the hell away from it and be safe. After getting back with my group, I realised that it had stopped chasing me so I started calming down, and that's when one of my sisters asked me what was wrong, and I told her nothing. I don't know what I saw that day, and still don't, but I can tell you, it was not natural, nor human, and it's something I've never forgotten, and is forever burned in my memory. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed, please remember to leave a like and potentially comment, and if you're feeling extra generous, even subscribe. Uploads are more regular now, and I hope that I will see you all in the next one. Thank you.
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 